0: Friends, welcome to episode 227 of Storyteller Conclave. This is a show all about helping you run the best tabletop role-playing game that you can, whether you're a new storyteller or dungeon master learning the craft, or an experienced storyteller looking to take your game to the next level. I'm Sarah. I'm Rob. How we doing, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're both in the same place right now. Yeah, like, like I, I actually said to uh,
1: to someone earlier today, like, I've got my podcast tonight, and I hope I get some spoons out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I got decent sleep last night. In fact, like, I, looking at my watch, I was like, I wonder how much sleep I got. I'm like, oh, I actually got, like, almost seven hours with an hour of deep REM. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I haven't had deep REM in days. This is good, yeah, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm still, like, emotionally just drawn out. Uh, same same here. So. Like, I was telling
0: you earlier, I'm like, you know, we we had to get the show sheet together for, for tonight's, tonight's podcast. And I was like, I just don't want to. Yeah, I, I mean there <laughs> <You know? laughs> for the first
1: time it felt kind of like like it always feels like work going into it but by the end of it we're like yeah okay yeah, we yeah, feel yeah, energized yeah, yeah. We by this. this
0: this time around it was just like we got this done we got it I'm, yeah i think it was just it was a very long weekend and it's been like oppressive humidity and i just like but we also had a
1: lot of creativity we had to pull together this weekend
0: yeah like you had a sh- you had a game to run
1: and one to be in and one to be in yeah and your game that you ran you did Three distinct adventures crammed into an extended adventure. It was a marathon
0: session. It, it was, really was. I think it was really good. But oh, it, it was. It turned out great. But yeah, I think I think we're all just we're all just spent right now. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not that we don't want to be doing the podcast or that no. we do. We're not enthusiastic about the topic, but it's just like, man, the coffers are empty right now. We're <laughs> honest. That's what we are. If <laughs> we're anything, honest we're honest. About it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what you get when there's no editing. Uh, but but you're right. We did. We did two games this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, so let's hear, first off, we talked about, uh, let's talk about, uh, Sean's Nova Praxis game. Third game. Third game. game. We're getting dangerously close to having a campaign out of that man.
1: Yeah. If he gets that fourth game and it's on. Here it comes. It's on. It I comes. wonder how many other people really feel the same way about that. I feel like it's a hidden thing that once you get past the fourth, it's like, mm-hmm, you just keep moving. Yeah. But like up until that point, you're terrified that whether or not the game's going to exist or not.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, week to
1: week, you're just like, ah, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. So,
0: well, I mean, I, look, you haven't you have enough games peter out in session one or session two, and so true. You know, you give you give it your try, and people just don't come back, and you don't have the enthusiasm for it. But you make it to game four; it's it's, it's a thing now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So very much so,
0: and yours is on. 37? 37 was... And we game monthly. Monthly, yes. So it's been going on for a couple of years now. And yeah. then we had an extended break during COVID. So. Yeah. Yeah. But um, still,
1: that's that's impressive. Yeah. I actually had a comment to... I was asking Vicky. I was just like, did this happen when we were in D&D or Savage World? <laughs> like, I actually had to think about what what ruleset we were in when something happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, because that,
0: that determines some of the feel. mm mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it really yeah. does. Uh I I thought the Nova Praxis game was really good. Yeah, very much so. Um it was it, it turned into like an interesting bug hunt sort of situation.
1: Yeah, it wasn't and... what I expected at all, but then again like I I kind of get I'm getting the feeling that the game is going to be different
0: session in that sense so sean sean says something funny to me on the way home and he's like you know i'm just trying to give you guys like a number of plot hooks just to kind of see what you guys grab onto." sure he's like and i'm afraid you guys kind of grabbed onto this plot hook because it was the most immediate thing that was in that that was happening in front of you um you presented it yeah and that's kind of what i told him i'm like well yeah that's (laughs) that's that's what that's what plot hooks do he's like yeah i know but you guys could have left and gone after that other plot hook and i'm like right but like People were dying. I said, and I think you kind of presented us with, like, that Skyrim problem of, like, you can do anything. You can go anywhere. Dragons are going to burn down the entire world, like, tomorrow. But you can go build a house. Yeah. Explore the mountainside. Raise a family. And if you don't take care of those dragons, they're going to kill everybody. But, you know, there's untold, you know, ruins out there you should delve into. Strange artifacts. Dragons to ignore because they're destroying the world right now. But go do anything you want. Yeah. You know, exactly, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, it is kind of that." I'm like, "But your feedback at the end of the game, your wishes and stars, everybody loved the plot hook you gave us, Mm -hmm. so we're all very enthusiastic about it." Mm -hmm. But yes, it is because you put it in front of us, and that was the shiny thing in the moment.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. And I, uh, I, I think that leads me into your game a little bit yeah in the way that it rolled out because we had three distinct adventures that we were trying to get through so you could get us out of apocrypha mm-hmm. basically and be done with it but i think you handled those in the most savage world ways you handled it with savage disregard <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just i was like guys we need to move forward let's just yeah. go yeah, and you busted through those. And uh so we had we had like a kind of an extended dramatic task that was getting through a minefield of uh traps and mm-hmm. and uh and stuff like that. Um there was a kind of extended interlude sort of thing where mm-hmm. it was like a group storytelling activity. Mm-hmm. Um, where I just kind of went around the table and was like, Tell me, you know, what's the interesting thing? Okay, well this interesting thing is this. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And what? How does that affect you, and what is a danger that pops up from that? Mm-hmm. And everybody's had a really good time with that, and then the third one was kind of a combat encounter.
1: Yeah, and it, but I, I will say that I think the feedback for that one, for the extended interlude, um, was probably some of the best mm-hmm. in regards to that specific mechanic for um, Savage World, in the sense that it does tend to put players on the spot, which is why as it's as a whole it was it's meant to be there if you wish to be part of it right and in this you made it part of a mechanic to move through and it it definitely had the stumbling point that was expected which is people just being like i i don't have anything
0: i can't come up with something creative on the spot let alone three or four rounds of coming around to creative stuff on the spot yeah right
1: right Um, um but it i i don't think it it was a bad stumble mm-hmm. i don't think it was i think it was still a really good adventure in that sense
0: yeah um, All um around everybody had fun
1: but yeah i agree but it, it it did expose what the issues were just like any mechanic mm-hmm. which is always great because then you're like okay this is how i move forward differently
0: yeah and i've got really really great players who aren't afraid to look me in the eye and say this one didn't work for me and why uh and why um but also we had fun doing it we yeah. had fun trying you know yeah
1: yeah, so. whether they were directly involved or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it, it definitely showed the Benny economy of Savage Worlds. Oh my god. Like, yeah. especially in the last, the, the very last uh, action adventure, I think there were times when we were just throwing bennies to the wind.
0: We ran out of bennies in the, in the, the, uh... You the, ran like out the, of bennies the, to the middle pile. out. Yeah, the yeah. middle pile ran out. They were all delved out to people. And mm-hmm. then, uh... Uh, we were dipping into like temporary bennies of like other sorts. Like, what can we use as bennies? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, which is funny. You went back to the original, bennies, yeah, the original Savage World bennies, which yep. is hilarious. But uh, yeah, definitely need to print more bennies. Definitely, <laughs> definitely need. need to
0: print. To. You guys should spend them more, <laughs> it's, but that's it's a, hard. The problem is you were you it, you were spending them. Yeah, there was just that many coming up. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I I think it was. Uh, I think it's definitely interesting to see how that. That economy works, and then wh- what the availability for that economy to be able to spend it. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: So yeah. Otherwise, really, really good. Yeah, I, I felt I felt very good about how how game went. Um, I think the the first bit of feedback I gave at the end of the game was everything went essentially as I planned it. Wow. Like I, I it, the thing the thing that blew me away mm-hmm. was um the the traps. Right, the very last one. Um, yeah, trying to get through, trying to get through that minefield of traps. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just kind of picked like an arbitrary number of like nine successes to get through four different groups yeah. of traps. Nine by nine by nine by nine by nine. Right. So, um, and how I came to that was like I was like, okay, well, there's six players at the table. Increase that by fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a fair number. And all, I think three out of the four of them, you guys hit nine. Exactly at mm-hmm. the end of the round. Yep. And that felt so perfect. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's such a great feeling when you are running a game and you just intuitively start understanding the mechanics and how the balance of the game works enough that you just, you just balance the game yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. That one felt really good. All right. You want to get into the main topic?
1: Sure, we've got enough that we can go over here, and some uh, some good ideas uh, to kick around.
0: So, so let me, ask, let me start by asking you a quick question here. Sure. Um, I wh- you you've run several games here in the past and stuff like that yes. across different multiple systems yes. and stuff like that. Um, what has the uh, what is the final boss of those of those those campaigns been? Always scheduling. Always scheduling. Always scheduling. Scheduling
1: is the final boss of any campaign. Any campaign. If you if you are playing something more than a one shot. And I don't care if it's a two shot. Mm-hmm. Scheduling is your nemesis. Yep. Without Scheduling
0: a has killed more campaigns than any monster in the Monster Manual.
1: Yeah, because there's always something that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Always. Always something. That's the main reason we only play once a month. We're all adults, mm-hmm. We're like families, you know? It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard to try and make that time. And then you have weather, health, family, work, travel. Yeah. Everything stacks on top of that. Um,. But we try and make it work as best we can. Mm-hmm. So, but that doesn't mean that you're not left in the situation, which quintessentially brings out tonight's uh, uh topic, which is that someone is going to be left out yeah. at some point.
0: Yeah, at some point, whether it's a last minute cancellation mm-hmm. or whether it's a I know ahead of time I'm not going to be able to make it.
1: Yeah, This month is bad for me. Right. I yeah. can't promise that I will, I will be there for the adventure. Mm-hmm. And then they're not. And it it begs to ask the question of how bad does it have to get before you just don't run it? Mm-hmm. You know, how many people or, or how difficult does the situation need to get?
0: And I, I think this is, this is one of those situations that's different for every single storyteller and different every table, you know. Um, Sean is very much of the, the, the mind of like, I'm going to invite seven people to my game because I know at any given time only five of them are ever going to show up, mm-hmm. and that's good. That's good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to play with five. Whoever shows up plays. Whoever mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't. Um, to me though, I always say, well, "What about the nightmare situation where, <laughs> seven where all seven up. of them show up?" You know. Um. So I like to have a set roster, mm-hmm. and I don't like playing without anybody because I don't. I don't like the idea that a player is unimportant enough they can be missed. Right. You know. Um, but understanding that I take my game very seriously, probably a lot more seriously than a lot of other people do. You Mm -hmm. know, um, I know there's a lot of beer and pretzels games out there where nobody gives a crap, and they're just like, "Hey, we're playing D and D on a Friday night, whatever." You know? Yeah. It's it's not serious. It's just a game. It's a board game, right? right? Effectively. Yeah. 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 Might as well be playing Madden on the Xbox. You know? Yeah. Like who who cares? We're not canceling the event because Bob can't make it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I I
1: think. There's a there's a definite feeling for each table on that. I think some people like to run based on schedules, mm-hmm. like because they have to like this room that we have, like if you're on a college campus or something and you're like, uh, you know, we we schedule this room for the th- you know second Thursday of every month. That is when we run regardless, mm-hmm. because you have to, Yeah, you know, versus, you know, the we run this every week on Thursday nights from, you know, four to nine. And that's our game block. Show up if you can. You know? Yeah. And then you just cancel if it's only two people there at the table. mm mm-hmm. And, you know, play a board game instead. And I've known that there's there's a lot of people who will do that where it'll still be the same game night. They just won't run that game. They'll do something else. You know? But at the same time, it's it's still compromising. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. doing the thing that you had planned to do.
0: And, of course, you know, I mean, it's, it's always a, a weird situation that it, that it, that it puts the, the storyteller in because a lot of times you have plot tied to that missing player mm-hmm. you know very much so um i know there, there's a lot of games especially like adventure league games and stuff like that um where uh basically anybody can show up at any time and yeah. you, just, you just play with whoever's there and the plot mm-hmm. just continues for whoever's you know and you just basically you don't acknowledge the absences or new additions
1: right and oftentimes those are episodic yeah so this is all just one contained adventure. So it's not bound to any particular player.
0: Right. Because it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. involve the person. Right. Right. It's, it's, you could, you could bring any, any character on that because the, because the, the story isn't about that character. Right. The exactly. character is just the one executing the story. Uh, But a lot of us, you know, I mean, we, we try to make our games very tied to our players. We try to make our plots very personal and, mm-hmm. and involved and stuff like that. And, then you end up with this double-edged sword where you've got a plot tied to a missing player uh, that happens. You know, on one hand, yeah, they do feel very involved and very important and stuff like that. On the other hand, if they don't show up, what does everyone else do?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's that. Ca- it's this character's party. They're not there. Right. That just feels awkward as hell. It does. It does. So. Um. So you know you got to ask yourself is like is that is that character critical mm-hmm. to the plot? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it really just kind of a generic plot, but it's of specific interest to that character? Like we had this situation happen at our table. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, in fact, the, not the game that happened on Monday, but, um, like a month and a half Mm -hmm. ago when we played in July. Yes. Um, we had a a player who woke up with a severe migraine that morning. Yeah, couldn't remote it. Couldn't do anything. Yeah, was was not functional. Mm-hmm. Um, and just very you know, last minute. We didn't know until they woke up that morning. So, yep. uh, part of the plot was technically in pursuit of that character's direct goals. Mm-hmm. Um. But then when I kind of looked it over and we were like, oh, well, what do we do? Do we, you know, do we, do put we skip this? On this, this? On do we, burner? yeah. We kind of looked at it and we we're like, actually, you know, the plot doesn't actually, the execution of the plot doesn't have a lot to do personally with the character. Right. Like, the end goal is get the thing that is of interest to the character, but it's just a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as that MacGuffin ends up in that character's pocket at the end of the day the adventure it can be had by anybody correct um and so we decided to go ahead with it yep. and obviously that person was missed right i love all of my players but um the character was there effectively yes but not
1: not as uh not as a controlled uh moment to moment controlled
0: PC. Yeah, we made we made some smart NPC choices on their behalf. And, to explain what they were doing. Right. Uh, but nothing of effect. So, and yeah, sometimes you can do that. Sometimes you can just kind of go ahead anyway. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, I mean, if it's a character-specific plot, like, it is literally, it does not make sense without the character there. You know, we had another one of these where... Uh, uh, we well, Luckily, we didn't have to scrub the game, mm-hmm. but Sean gets called away on work a lot. Oh, yeah. Because he's be- essentially always on call, and the, the place he works for is a 24-7 uh, operation. Mm-hmm. And if something breaks, he's the first person they call to come fix it. Uh, so um, we sat down, and it was like this big party that was specifically about his personal interests like the only reason you guys were even getting involved with this is because lord daly and airway came to you guys and was like guys we need to roll up our sleeves and get in on this because this is my jam right here Mm -hmm. you know and then (laughs) right at the beginning of that session he gets a call from work and i'm like you've got to be kidding me Mm -hmm. and everybody's like well let's just play anyways i'm like no you don't understand this is like having a birthday party for him and he's not there for it.
1: He's like, have fun, guys. I'll see you later. We're just
0: eating his cake mm-hmm. and opening his presents, but he's not here. You know?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So. So the question then is, is
1: how do you handle these situations as they come up? What are, what are viable
0: options? Well, first step I always take is to break out into a cold sweat mm-hmm. and uh, start catastrophizing everything. Yep. Yep, that's, that's usually what all good GMs do. Because this is the end of my game, and nothing mm-hmm. will ever be pure or good ever again. Yep, yep. Uh, and, I'm just, not allowed to, and I'm not allowed to have nice things.
1: Don't forget to flip the table and toss your notes. Yes, yep, always. That is, that is exceptionally always.
0: important. Once you've gotten past that, though... Once <laughs> um, <laughs> you're
1: done hyperventilating. Yeah, yeah and you, you've got a moment to look over everything and say, what do I have left of the things that are still attached to the table? Right. Um, the answer is, is that you can step away from what you had planned, and do something adjacent. Sure. Um, you got a ton of options. Yeah. And it really is situationally uh, determined Mm -hmm. because your table may not agree with some of the ideas, but what you can do is learn to shift. Uh, For instance, a flashback is a great way to go because oftentimes players have done things prior there's a time gap oh sure and you're like okay we went to here you're like okay well, let's let's take a minute mm-hmm. and let's roll back two months ago mm-hmm. when you guys started the, the, the journey here let's talk about some of the stuff that happened along that way now it's easy with like savage world interludes and things like that but there's nothing to say that you can't make an adventure that happened in the past when that person
0: wasn't available and I think this is this is a honestly not one that I would have come up with but frankly, I thought this was probably your your best addition to this entire discussion right here. yeah, um and simply because it's brilliant on so many levels, first off, it's a flashback. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it has already happened. Mm-hmm. We already know everyone ends up safe. yep. So like, you don't have... It's not high stakes. Mm-mm. You know your characters are going to make it through whatever happens here. Yep. Okay. And you can have some fun explaining it if your characters get, like, wiped or something like that. Okay, how do you get out of this one? You yep. know? Um, secondly, it's all based on things that have already happened. Mm-hmm. Therefore, hopefully, the framework for the adventure is already spoken into the history of your game. Yeah, And inevitably
1: you'll get sometimes characters who will have relationships with other characters where they're just like, dude, we're not doing that thing that we did before. Well, now you have a chance to talk about that thing that happened before. Mm-hmm. Experience it and be like, okay, let's,
0: let's go over that. Some that moment. Oh, kind of like uh, Hawkeye and black widow. Mm-hmm. Always talking about what oh, Budapest. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, do you remember what happened? You remember, let's do Budapest. It's 13 years ago.
1: You're in yeah. Budapest. You're in, exactly. Exactly. And, in those types of things, you can be a lot more fast and loose with things. You could go for more feeling than than detail. And your players can, like you said, have that confidence that this is fun. Mm-hmm. We're just having fun. No big deal. And that prior moment, because it doesn't include the individual who is, who isn't there, can allow for a lot of other things as well. For instance, there is nothing to say you don't just choose a different character at the table to do that flashback with. For instance, um, if you want to, you could look at the table and say, does anybody have a secret that they want to expose or a moment from their past they want to expose? And no, normally in Savage Worlds, that would just be a quick conversational interlude. Whereas with this, you can be like, okay, here are your cards for the rest of you as NPCs in this. Yeah. Here are your your player cards. We're going to roll through this scenario and I'm going to set up the scenes with you guys. And we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. And take five minutes and you can design something very light and fun where everybody can enjoy it. And maybe that one person can now have a story that everyone hears about because that's what maybe gets discussed. Mm -hmm. And it... It, it adds fun. It gives you the flavor. Everyone still gets to have the fun that they had. And it doesn't change the current story. It just adds a flashback yep. that people are now aware of. Um, likewise, if you know about a situation like we just said, uh, there's nothing to say that you can't say, we're going to do that scenario. Let's see what really happened. Yeah. You know? And this is, I mean, that's how you remembered it. Doesn't mean that's exactly how it went down. Yeah. <laughs> So flashbacks are always in there. Um, right now, one of the big things uh, with uh, Baldur's Gate is uh, everybody is looking at it because when you do long mm-hmm. rests, you have these moments that happen uh, between the characters where uh, you're the NPCs in your party who may not have been part of the party at that time if you're playing Mm -hmm. you know uh with other players uh, you know whether it be like you've got your full roster or actually other physical people Mm -hmm. so you may not even be having some of the games npcs coming in they come to you during those long rests that are like hey by the way and you have these full discussions and disclosures that happen during those sometimes full little events that occur exactly that you have to deal with there's nothing to say that you can't do something like that, where basically a long rest turns into something
0: you, actionable. You wake it up to a st- a starian trying to bite you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you bop him on the nose, you look him firmly in the eye, and you tell him, no. Right. No biting.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, another one of your characters is trying to steal from someone else because they want the thing. Mm-hmm. You know? But nothing says that you can't have... A whole adventure that's wrapped around something that just happens in camp. Well, someone sleeps off their drunkenness, Yep, you know, or, or gets over a cold or whatever. Yeah. You know, those kinds of long rests can be an adventure within themselves. Sure. Absolutely. And then it doesn't affect the timeline with that individual. They wake up, they
0: feel much better. And they're like, you guys look a little rough. What happened? Uh, we'll
1: talk about it later
0: Uh, this this sort of solution is really good for like if you've got something that is on a timeline Mm -hmm. like if you're traveling from point a to point b and you're like well as soon as we get to the city you know this event has to happen and the plot has to move forward so what do we do Mm -hmm. well you've got like eight whole hours to play with there on the road overnight Mm -hmm. you know so play with them stretch them out make something happen overnight you know yeah it may, it may change the tone for the next game, but, it, but you've got the time for it. You can make the time for it.
1: Yeah. One of the ones that always drops into my mind is the, uh, the alterations of, that can go into that, um, which involves a lot more of the, uh, the travel parts of it, mm-hmm. where you make the assumption that travel just happened. Now you can go back and fill in that blank of travel. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, whether it be short or long, whether they had to stop for materials, or maybe even the key person who's involved has to go get something, uh, an invitation, sure. or or meet with somebody. While they're doing that, this occurs.
0: How does the old the old adage go? D anD D's is a game where a, a five minute combat takes you uh, takes you three hours, and a three hour trip takes you five minutes. Yep,
1: exactly, exactly. So you
0: you have those flexibilities if you keep them in your
1: headspace while you're doing these things to be able to to shift that mm-hmm. i also look to the uh wizard of oz where they walk across the poppy field and like have a hallucinogenic trip did it
0: happen in 5 minutes or did it ha- did it take a day or what happened i don't know i'm still shivering with 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 discomfort at the mention of a poppy field that's true as well but i mean <laughs> the whole
1: idea being
0: that your players could
1: walk into something that ch- alters
0: their state of i an idea of time yeah, even yeah absolutely well you I know? mean hell, my my last game mm-hmm. i I opened it with uh presumably the date is this, right, you don't know, right, you're not on Mundus, yeah, there's no way there, to tell there's there's no there's no sunrise, there's no sunset, you don't know if you just ate breakfast or dinner,
1: you're not sure, yeah uh
0: yeah there's there's a lot of lot of interesting things you do there um, Yep.
1: yep. So, the other one that got me was the idea of changing up the mechanics, but leaving the feel. And that's a situation where, like, maybe your tank isn't there. Like, they're not gonna... they didn't make it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, you still want it to feel dangerous, but your idea of having them step into this dungeon fight, you know, and have a whole bunch of goblins jump them or whatever, and of course, they were planning on tanking, you know, Mm -hmm. like having the thing. Instead of having to pawn that person, there's nothing to say that... The situation shifts so that that isn't a necessary component. Exactly, yeah. You know, maybe there's a chasm between you and the goblins. They're still shooting, but it's now a ranged combat encounter.
0: Right. Maybe now it's kind of just a, like an endurance trial or like a race or a chase or something like that rather mm-hmm. than a knockdown, drag-out slog. But it's still, it still feels threatening. It mm-hmm. still has
1: that that tension that you wanted for combat. And it still keeps it in combat. Yeah. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um. The flip to that is when you accommodate for the characters and alter the feel. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like, you have a party, and the person who's there is your talkie. The rest of the people are all fighty or stealthy people, right? And now, okay, so we got him into the party, and we stopped right there. What do we do now? Well... The rest of your party is really not going to have a lot of fun bumbling around because this person isn't there to do the thing that they do. Mm-hmm. So you flipped the feeling and have them get chauffeured away in some direction that now maybe they're, they have another
0: avenue to take, right? Mm-hmm. They're not allowed into the high rollers room. But maybe they get to talk to the help. Right. You know, maybe they get to, mm-hmm. maybe they, they're, if they're stealthy, they slink off to a part of the manor that isn't, you know. Right. And they have their adventure
1: and then reconnect back with that individual once they've completed their task.
0: Exactly. And, and, the, and the cool thing about that is, like, especially if it is like a talky character that's missing, you know, you can just use that to info dump. -hmm. Just bring that character in at the end as essentially just an NPC little puppet, and just go, "Oh, good. Well, you guys were, you know, doing whatever it is you were doing. I found out X, Y, and Z, and you can just plot, you can just Mm -hmm. info dump on them, and then you know, next game around, everybody's on the same page. Yep. And you're you can still gauge your success
1: based upon the success of the adventure. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing to say that if the party has a terrible time and get caught and all kinds of stuff, that like that person doesn't come stumbling back you know barely breaking even or losing with a couple buttons off of their shirt slightly drunk holding a bottle going my night didn't go well please tell me you guys got something right and the answer is no (laughs) like (laughs) we did learn that we suck at our jobs you know yeah but that way you're not altering the feel just because that player is there then you're not giving them an instant success you're not doing any of that and you keep the game still leaning toward the successes and failures
0: of the group Mm mm-hmm so uh, so next one um kind of kind of the same thing of uh taking that longer rest um but rather than trying to make a uh an event with like people happen mm-hmm. um where it sidelines sidelines a specific person um there's a lot of stuff that can happen along the along a journey as mm-hmm. far as like weather or supplies mm-hmm. or things like that, you know. What if your group runs out of food? They need to go on a hunting expedition or something like that, and hijinks ensue, or yep. whatever, you know? Um, what if the bridge is out, mm-hmm. and they need to take an extended detour around it to try to find a place they can cross the raging river now that the storm's washed it out? Mm-hmm. Um, lots of great little, uh, little things like that that we don't—I think we, we take our environments for granted a lot, mm-hmm. especially in, uh, like, our high fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Um, like Dungeons and Dragons, there's a lot of stuff out there in the wilderness that really just, just not traversable. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, you could even do this in cyberpunk too. Like who's saying that like a gang war doesn't break out in, Mm -hmm. you know, an area you're used to being able to cross from A to B.
1: Yeah. Or, or your, your, your local cyber doc who you're expecting to keep you tip top at the end of this now tells you like, he needs supplies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if you're going to go do something like this, you better give me some time to get restocked. All right. Well, we don't have the time. What do you need? Yep. You know, what do we go have to heist real fast to be able to take care of this?
0: Someone high profile got got hit. And now the uh, the local fascistic police force has three city blocks on lockdown.
1: Yeah. How do you how do you resolve that? You right.
0: Know? Oh, but I'm supposed to be over there in two hours. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck.
1: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, You also have, uh, you know, the whole idea that you could pull a dream state or a vision state. Now, I kind of did this in one of my games. Yeah, you um, did. And it turned out exceptionally successful with the way I did it. But it's not to say that you couldn't do something similar. Um, And in that, like, you run the adventure whole cloth. And as it comes to a certain point in the adventure... You come. The players come to find out this is all happening within a vision. For one of the players, mm-hmm. they get to see what happened, and everything gets reset. And you look at the rest of the players and say, "None of that happened for you. Your made it you made up. Never just, happened. You, you've just a fabrication. Yeah, you've just woken up as if it was when uh, several hours ago in in real time, and you are starting over from the ground up. But this player here." knows everything that just happened as if it was a divinational kind of vision. Mm-hmm. And it's those types of things that can throw your players off of like, okay, well, what gave us that vision? Um, likewise, you could have dream sequences that are totally unrelated to the adventure, but are related to something that's happening in plot. Um, I know in my game, I, didn't, I could have easily done this where your character was working with our diviner, to give nightmares
0: yeah. to
1: an NPC, there is nothing to say that that couldn't happen the other way around. That's true. You know, while well, you guys are having that rest, this is the nightmare that mm-hmm. happens.
0: Now, and, if you're doing this for a group of people, it would need to be some sort of shared hallucin- hallucination. But magic does weird crap. Not sure you can. My thought was is different
1: scenes per character. Oh,
0: okay, okay, okay. Yeah. No,
1: the other players are involved in those because, of course, they think of them. Their, They're in that their person's mind. They're characters
0: in other people's dreams. Minds. Yeah.
1: It, it's just not their dream. Right, right, right. And when they all wake up, they all have these visions and maybe talk about them and maybe don't. Yeah, all right. You know? All right, all right. You know, and it's it, – it, if uh, some of our listeners remember Farscape, where they swapped bodies and the actors had to play the other roles. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was one of my favorite things to watch because I, f- I feel that they embodied the other person's character. But I also think that that would be an interesting parody moment of where you say, okay, we're doing Rigar's Dream. Unless Pass your character sheets to
0: the left. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, but, uh, for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like that
0: player gets to play their character, but everyone else gets to play a parody version. Oh, God, that'd be so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am putting that in my notes somewhere. I mean, it's a neat concept, uh-huh. but I it, and it's it's something you could easily do because, again,
1: it's not exactly what would happen. Yeah. And they would be a little bumbly, but at the same time, that's the point of the dream.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, a dream a dream version of a person is what another person thinks of you, not the real person. Right. So, I you mean, we, we've seen that in a number of shows. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say Buffy comes to mind, but... Uh, yeah. Where, you know someone's describing their dream and someone's just like, oh yeah, I'm so and so, I act like this. Look, that's not what I sound
1: like. <laughs> you know? Or someone's also, you know, the two other players are like, wow, that's spot on. Yeah, and Maybe. then he then
0: he tore his shirt off and the wind blew back his hair. It's like, oh god, okay, you know. <laughs> but it's again, it's another it's a quick situation that could still be fun for the table. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it doesn't necessarily have an impact. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun that can be mm-hmm. something different. Um, But you brought up the idea of Stories being episodic yeah keeping it to trying to keep your games so that they are episodic and people can just go
0: come and go yeah um it, it's this is this is kind of one of those things like it's it's not something you do in reaction to a player calling off it's something mm-hmm. you do to prepare mitigate a player calling off by styling your entire campaign around it mm-hmm. um, and that is just episodic play
1: yeah um, um, this- if
0: every single one of your uh, one of your sessions is a self-contained story, then they're just not in that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there are mainstream TV shows that like whole main characters just don't appear in in, in episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not, nothing saying that your game isn't the same. Yep. I mean, the idea of a cliffhanger is
1: pretty, you know, ubiquitous across a lot of shows. But the, also, the point is, is that by having a cliffhanger, you're required to finish it. Yeah and a lot of people don't like cliffhangers. My wife hates when I did cliffhangers in my games. Mm-hmm. You know, like can we just wrap a damn thing in one scene? And the answer is it's D&D. It's very hard. <laughs> That's exceptionally hard. Are we fighting? No. <laughs> like,
0: well, no, I mean it's 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 not exceptionally hard. It's just exceptionally hard if you're trying to tell the the, the rolling epic story mm-hmm. like you were. Yep you know and and to an extent, I do mine the same way, but I just ways. try to break it into little bite sized pieces of like discrete events that make up the epic story, yep, but you know it it's not difficult, it's certainly not impossible yep. um but it but it takes that style of story to do it. Your style of story did not lend itself to not having a cliffhanger,
1: yep, yep, very much so um and there's there's nothing to say. That you can't just ignore the person, sure you can't ignore the situation even happened, this is honestly the simplest solution mm-hmm.
0: This person isn't there, okay, and that's it, and that's it that's 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 all the 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 credence you pay it. you hand wave their absence, you don't explain anything, they're just not there until they are again, mm-hmm. and nobody talks about it. There's no break in continuity if nobody ever acknowledges a break in continuity, yep.
1: I love when TV shows do this, and you end up getting the person coming back from something ridiculous that they choose. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I can distinctly remember uh, in the most recent cartoon uh, re- reincarnation of DuckTales, uh, Launchpad often is the character that does that, where, like, they land because he, he gets them there, mm-hmm. and then he disappears. And you have no idea what he's doing for the entire adventure. And at the end, he comes back and he's like wearing like Atlantean armor with like a spear, like a a sea trident, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're just like, you okay there? Went and saw my old girlfriend. (sighs) So how was your time? And you're right. like, <laughs> oh, what, okay, dude?
0: <laughs> that that answers nothing. Like, but at the same time, that's even more answer than I, than, than we're even suggesting <laughs> exactly, here. Exactly, exactly. Um, literally, just delete the character and then put them you know, in. and then put them back in afterwards. Uh, uh, and like I said, nobody asks questions. There's no continuity break if nobody acknowledges it. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe that's not the most quote unquote giant air quotes realistic way of handling it. But hey, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, guys. Yeah. Neither Dungeons nor Dragons are realistic. It's on the tin.
1: Now, this next one, I I forgot about. Oh, yeah. Until you brought it up and then I re- instantaneously made sense. Uh, and that was Critical Role did this with uh, Pike. Yeah. And that is to have basically a spectral or ghost telepathic character. Basically, they're not really there, but they are there when you need them to be. Because that person was somewhat
0: there, but not there. In reality, they had a movie to shoot. Oh, it was a TV show, or oh, TV an show, ongoing yeah. TV series called *The Blind Spot*. Um, Ashley Johnson, the player of Pike Trickfoot, was just not present for a good chunk of Campaign One. Um, and so, while she was off shooting, uh, Matt—that's th- why if you saw *Legend of Vox Machina*, the the, the cartoon on um, uh, on Amazon they why pike decided to stay behind mm-hmm. uh at the the temple and there was a lot of people who were like well i didn't find that story very compelling okay maybe not but that's what really happened mm-hmm. is is that her character stayed behind at the temple and then would like astrally project in to, to to check in on them on those on the times when either ashley was on break from the tv show mm-hmm. and was able to make it back for an episode or two in los angeles Or was able to Skype in all the way from New York in spite of the time difference Mm -hmm. and uh, was able to join for an episode or two that way. And then when she wasn't, um, Matt would basically pick up the scene where it left off and Pike would be like, oh, I'm losing connection. Sorry, guys. I'll try to get back as soon as I can. Boof. Yeah. Gone. Yep. You know what? It's as good of an explanation as
1: any. Yep. I, I honestly think it's great. I think it's a really great way of handling it. I don't think it's a
0: catch-all for all solutions, but yeah. I think
1: it's a great way of handling it.
0: And, like, I, I think, like, I I would have a hard time doing this personally because I have a big block of, like, oh, I need verisimilitude, you know. I need explanations for things. I would need to find out, you know, how the physics in my campaign world work to make that happen. And the answer is stop it. Yeah.
1: Hit points aren't real either.
0: <laughs> Hit points aren't real either. Just, <laughs> just you know, if your player's there, let them play. Yeah. It's fun that way. It is. The story, imp- you're not publishing a damn novel. Mm-hmm. You're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Chill out, bring your player in as a ghost or whatever, and then have them flicker out when they can't make it next section. Uh, session. It's fine. Everyone will get over it, and we'll be happy to have your player there. Yep. Very much so. Uh, and then I think lastly um, and this is something I have seen you execute is using technology to include them anyways,
1: oh yeah, yeah, uh, we had a player who uh needed to stay um under quarantine yep. and couldn't couldn't join us, but the rest of us were all at the table uh and I whipped together a webcam like monitor microphone situation so that they were effectively at the table and seeing the whole table
0: you had like two different computers hooked up to discord one of which was through an earpiece that acted as a microphone for the storyteller so mm-hmm. that player could hear the storyteller and the storyteller could hear them directly in their ear mm-hmm. but then also put a microphone out in the middle of the table and the webcam to show the table mm-hmm. so that they could feel like they were in the room with us mm-hmm. and hear everyone else at the table and understand the the stuff.
1: Yeah, they had a, a monitor at the table that was them, and then they had the... That's right, I, I, yes. I, I had Google earbuds, the Pixel Buds, split, one just sitting on the table, which was great, and then one that was sitting in your ear. And then I had the webcam sitting up high so they could see the whole, and, and all see that the whole took table. It
0: was basically some like Bluetooth earphones, a webcam, a laptop, and, and that a was... phone.
1: Uh, yeah, because I was using the phone for the Pixel Buds. And did yeah. you
0: use uh, one of your did you use your Yeti or for the uh, for the microphone? No, no, it was just the uh, earbuds. It was just the earbuds. Just oh, the that's earbuds. right. You put one earbud in the middle of the table and one earbud in the storyteller's ear. Yep, and that was all that was necessary. That and then and then
1: charge them in in the break sessions to, to make sure they stayed yeah. tip top <laughs> okay. because they did die a few times. Five, five minutes to go pee, everybody quick plug the earbuds back in. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I mean, they charged fast. So a 20-minute break, they had enough charge to carry for another hour and a half. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, it, it worked out ex- exceptionally well, considering. Um, I'm not saying that that's a solution for everyone. You have to have the technology and the spunk to be able to pull that kind of crap together.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think in both of the cases, it was your game that was being run. And, uh,
0: you did it once for your game and, and then, then I picked it back and up then for yours. That, yeah. When, when that, when that player was out for my game, then, uh, uh, I was like, oh snap, can you do the thing? And mm-hmm. you're like, yes, I already know how to do the thing. Yeah, I've already done it once. I've already done it once. Yep. We have the blueprint for it. So let's yep. do it. Yep. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I don't think it would have worked as well if there had been two players out, uh, trying to do the same thing. Cause the crosstalk would have been challenging because I did have them on speaker, uh, Broadcast speaker, and there would have been challenge to try and figure out to get the audio to balance right between two people being on there. But uh, I I think it I, I you could make it work.
0: Yeah, I th- I think if I think if you're gonna have two people out, like at that point, I'm starting to consider let's just play online or let's just scrub the game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've got six players, which is a lot, but that's still a third of my players.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, all right. That being said, I want to kind of walk through a couple examples. Sure, and see how we would handle these specific situations because I think that applying it to something makes a lot more sense. We're talking in a, an ephemeral way. we've given some suggestions, but like of these, how would we handle these challenging situations presented to us? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna grab one of the ones off the list here for uh, the, the uh, what I would consider a difficult game to manage. Okay. Um, so let's assume, I'm putting this one to you, uh, that we're literally in the middle of the big bad evil guy fight. So, fight started, and we had to stop, and now it's the next session, and a person's out.
0: Oh, God.
1: How do we handle that? God, I'm getting anxiety just thinking I about know, this. I know, and it's not even a thing, like... In the
0: middle of the uh, of oh, a the big BBEG, button. I mean, this I, literally is probably the worst situation you could run into. It really is, it really is. So Cause, which cause you're already in 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 medias res. Mm-hmm. All you got minis on the table, stuff is going on. How do you handle it? Oh man, I mean, my initial thought is literally hand their character sheet to somebody else at the table, um, unless this is a like. That player's arch nemesis, mm-hmm. then I would say that pl- no one player at the table is in is is important enough to alter the course of play.
1: I think that's I think that's the 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 hip snap, definitely like the yeah. quick draw of just we got to move on. Well, let's just plug through it. We have to plug through let's this. Just I, plug through it. I yeah. think that is valid. I think that's heckin' valid. Mm-hmm. I think trying to accommodate the other player, if they can be accommodated, if it's that situation, is oh, a good sure, way to sure. go, um, as best as you can, uh, either through technology or something. But in lieu of that, if the person can't be is not available, can't be available, and the idea of pushing it off to another session, mm-hmm. you know whatever that may be, just isn't going to work for everyone else.
0: No. W- do you want do you want the creative answer of course I mean, we're literally workshopping this all right so my creative answer to this is do a flashback I, I and really... I and I say do a flashback with a capital F like you would use one in uh, um... leverage no not leverage uh, blades in the dark okay 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 so the, the the pitched battle is happening versus you and the big bad evil guy. We stop, we flash back, to find out how you guys lined up the reinforcements that are about to join you to tip the battle in your favor. Yeah, reinforcements, uh, or structural things. This the surprise, the surprise twist, the surprise trap you spring on the big bad evil guy, something you know, like that. What changes the battle? What changes the battle to give you guys the upper hand? Or an exit. Or an exit, yeah, exactly. Whatever safe, the situation is. Well. But yeah, let's let's go into, in, let's tell that story of how that happened, and then when we resume essentially next session, when everybody can be here, that's when that thing happens. We've told the story of how it got set up, mm-hmm. and now you either make your daring escape using that, that mm-hmm. planning, or your reinforcements come in, or whatever. Right. And I,
1: that's where I was leaning on this one as well, is yeah. that if you do a flashback, you can say whether that was successful or not, mm-hmm. it can be regardless, all those people are back in this moment and know in their mind frame what they think could help them moving forward. So maybe they did something very successfully, and that's why they've got the gusto at this moment to move forward, that they're hopeful that whatever their preparations were pulled pulled off. And it allows you as a storyteller to still make that a little gray of how successful it was as an adventure. Um, so that it doesn't completely pitch the story in a too much of a direction. But it, I think if your players are successful, pitch it, yeah. have it when the battle returns, that things change and look, have a better outlook. I think it's a
0: lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, uh Nox's Bill and Ted, I think that is this is
0: <laughs> Yeah, the... like Bill and Ted going back in time and leaving themselves things to help them in the future. Right. It's it's essentially the same thing only you're not actually time traveling in the middle of this. Yeah, it's it's right. you're you're just telling a flashback of like hey guys, good thing we lined up those mercenaries that were going to bust down the door right now when we say the word jenga.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's those kind of moments that can really still carry the fun and the feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Alright, your turn. Pick one. All oh, right, let's see here. Uh you know, I really want to hear your, your thoughts on what happens if this is direct player plot. Okay, so so give me an example. The uh well, let's let's take the hypothetical that happened at my game. Okay. Lord Thalian Airway. Sure. His personal goal is to hunt down cultists and mm-hmm. root them out from all angles of society. Yep. He's got a lot of past trauma with this, sure. and he's driven, Sure. driven, mm-hmm. and he's found out that there is a cult right under his nose here in the city. Hmm. He comes to you guys and he says, I need you all to help me with this. Mm-hmm. I am going to go root these cultists out. I would love it to have the party at my back when I, when I do this. Mm-hmm. And... He's like, there's going to be a big party, a big soiree tonight. Now, I know I'm the talkie character, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to get us into this soiree. I know the rest of you will probably be a little uncomfortable there because it's not really your realm of influence. Mm -hmm. But it is mine, Mm -hmm. and I want you at my back. And the party starts, and he gets a call from work and has to go. And he's gone for hours.
1: Yep. Okay. Okay.
0: Games already happening. So you, so in that you don't know if
1: or when he will return as a player to the table. If
0: or when he will return, we're already technically in scene, as in like the trajectory of the story is heading inexorably towards that, and the one character that cares about it, the one character that is the catalyst of it, cannot be there.
1: My my point at that would be to split the party, and change the feel. So now we've got the players who did not feel they would do be doing anything but assisting that person mm-hmm. in however way they can now being pulled away from them. So, you know, that, you know, he gets drawn into a library with the muckety mucks to have cigars, but it's not for anyone else's ears. You know, it's only for Lords and ladies, mm-hmm. right. In the upper echelon. So now they've been cut off from that section of the party. It, you give them the opportunity, if they want to stay with the party, they can. But if they also want to go to the, like, guards room or start sneaking, now they have those those hooks open to them. Because not all the eyes are on them. Mm-hmm. He's actually pulling you away from them. And now you can gauge the success based upon how well they do. Mm-hmm. And then later include, like you said, plot exposition, but also maybe you do a couple quick rolls with him after the fact, whenever you can fit it in, to say, okay, let's see how your scene went. Mm -hmm. And just make it straight rolls, you know? The party did this many things, you don't let him know how well they did until his rolls completed, and then now you've got, you can change the feeling and mechanics as you need to for the other players to be able to have their fun and keep the story and adventure moving, and then everybody
0: comes back at the end,
1: yeah, in right. some way. Yeah.
0: So, uh, actually, really, uh, Nox in the uh, uh, in the live chat here actually has a really good suggestion. He says, "Can you create a small combat thing for the fighters in the, at the party by finding looters in the castle and stopping them away from the party?" Sure. Absolutely. One hundred percent. You can absolutely throw in a distraction that has well, nothing to do with the party. There's nothing like I
1: remember doing it in my Seven C game, where basically like. The Inquisition, Inquisition shows up, mm-hmm. and at a party, and it's like, "Oh crap! They're gonna recognize us. We gotta go." Yep. And and now it becomes almost like a chase through the party, but nobody wants to break party
0: etiquette. Right, you know? right, right. It's it's like the world's most slowest and politest, politest chase scene. Exactly. And where everybody's like trying to do the extended goodbye as they shuffle in, you know, in, inconspicuously you know, towards the door. You know, it's a masquerade,
1: so they're they're changing outfits with other, you know, to match other people mm-hmm. and things like that. Going to the coat closet and putting on other people's things, yep. sneaking into other carriages. Yeah. You know, setting yep. setting up the falls where they can, but it it becomes a different feel yeah. that matches their characters and allows them to enjoy it. Yep, yep, yep. exactly. All right, um, I'm going to say, uh, here's one for you. Okay, a little different. Sure. We often stack the deck of our tables where someone is good at the rules or someone is a a major role player. Okay, to help draw certain aspects of the game. To 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 help with it you have the idea that this next thing is going to be very RP heavy and you were hoping to have this creative flow at the table with somebody else it's not their plot but you wrote the event this portion of the adventure basically light to be more role play.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm. I see what you're. I see where you're going with this. And that person does not show up and can't be available. M- much in the same vein of how I, f- you know, you, you flush out an NPC and you toss it at the at the cur- person who adopts NPCs habitually. Correct. Yeah.
1: So it's a um, hook
0: that you've got set up, but you don't have anything yeah. prepared. It's 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 a heavy role play event. Uh, role play event. It's not necessarily geared towards that character, but the player of that character is a heavy role player and will love the scene.
1: Correct. It was because it's something that they love. You literally yes. did the, you know, this week is fighting this weekend is talking this weekend. You know, this game is RP mm-hmm. and that person is now not here and you're totally unprepared.
0: Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know that I'm unprepared for that. Okay. Uh, I'm, I, I mean, quite honestly, and this is maybe a cop-out answer to this, but I have five other perfectly good players at my table. That is true. You're you're correct. I mean, this one player might be my my premier role player, and this might have been just an absolute cherry on the top like for them. Like a hard
1: hook for them to swallow.
0: Sure. But like... again, if it's not geared specifically towards them, what are my other five players? choplever? Chopliver? No, let them role play. Yeah. They're going to role play it differently. They're going to, you know, they're going to have an experience that that other player didn't get to. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see why I would need to alter my plans for that one. If it is not something that that specific character is, is, is going to be there for.
1: And I, I think this kind of just goes to show that like designing things for individual characters is more like writing a novel, which you should not be doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, look, there's plot you throw at characters, mm-hmm. you know, like, like the, like the example I just gave you with, with, uh, you know, Lord Arroway at the party, you know, like the only reason you guys are going there is because of that character. Exactly. But like, that doesn't mean you guys don't have anything there, but by and large, unless it is something directly consequential to, you know, the actions of someone, mm-hmm. it, really should be pretty generic enough that
1: anyone can enjoy it. So, since you had a fast answer for that one, let me throw this one at you. Alright. In the same regard, you've designed a sneaky encounter because your sneaky person doesn't get a chance to be sneaky. And they don't show up.
0: Yeah, well, that's crappy. <laughs> it is. Um, well... Do you change guess, up the feel? I guess, yeah, change the feel is probably where I'm going with this one because I was about to ask you, like, I mean, what, you know, define the sneaky encounter for me a little bit because uh, what what happens if you can't be sneaky? Mm-hmm. Is it is it turn into a combat encounter? Does it turn into a chase? Does it turn into a political thing as you try to talk your way out of trouble? You know, I mean... It's a sneaky encounter to uh, allow the stealth-based character to do stealth things assumes that stealth will be how it gets resolved. Mm-hmm. If it can't be resolved by stealth, what does it then turn into? Right. And if is it is it necessary? You know, I think the immersive sim genre of games, like this, Baldur's Gate does a great job of this, mm-hmm. um, where it just presents a situation. Mm-hmm. And, like, on one hand, you guys are trying to do, like, mani- you know, magic shenanigans from the next room to, like, you know, play the game like it's a puzzle game. I, on the other hand, am playing the Barbarian Monk, and I have Kool-Aid-manned myself in through a wall that was weak, mm-hmm. and have picked up one of the magic cats, beat another cat to death with it, and threw its corpse at a third cat.
1: It, all of that is true.
0: All before you guys have entered the room, you yep. know? Yep. Um... And so it, I, I guess the, the the question then is, is, like, what other opportunities did the encounter present for resolution mm-hmm. that aren't stealth? Can it be brute forced? Can it be politicked?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can it be bribed? Right. Can it be investigated? Yeah. Does it even need to be resolved? Right. You know, can it just be ignored? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All of those things are are, are viable, and I think... Yeah, changing the feel, I think, is whats is what we're looking for, is yeah. gear it towards the players that are there.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And by all means, take a minute for yourself to mm-hmm. figure that out. Don't feel that you have to immediately jump into something.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 definitely.
1: Yeah, I I often have seen too many storytellers who are just like, well, I, I had to just roll with this. And the answer is, take a minute, like, just, just take a few minutes, set yourself off to the side, reset your brain. And remember that the game can go on, the story can continue, and these are just ideas. Keep them in your back pocket. You never know when you might want to use one of these. Mm-hmm. You may not, you may not want to even plan these on the side for futures when things happen or when they don't. Like yeah. you may still use these whenever it is at the table. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to say that you can't change gears at the last minute and be like, you know what, I'm not feeling this right now. I want to go this
0: direction with it, and you just change it up. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've definitely done that before because like combat just gets to drag mm-hmm. a lot of times. And sometimes there's just like, you know what? I did have a combat here, but we're just we're doing a dramatic task now because I, I don't have three hours to do a combat to resolve this. And I don't think anybody wants to. Yeah. Y'all look tired and the vibe at the table is dragging.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, Matt does a great job for a mouse mm-hmm. guard game where he checks our vibe at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And whatever may have been in his headspace is not necessarily what gets ran. Yeah. And we have to be prepared for that. I mean, being in Michigan, like we could start a game at noon and by three o'clock, the snow could be pouring down. And now we have to make a change. Like, do, do I end this early and and have it as a hanger? Or do I just realize that this is a possibility and go, OK, let's let me try and figure out how I can make this encounter Go in such a way that we can just end it, mm-hmm. that we can hand wave and end it, and sometimes it's easier to do it that way. Right on. So,
0: you wanna you wanna hop on some questions?
1: Yeah, we'll see if any if we haven't hit one of these because Nevim sent a few, but I think we've hit some of these already.
0: Uh, so, this here, Nevim asks, uh, "My scenario was putting the spotlight on a missing player. What should I do?" So, if the scene was meant to
1: put a spotlight on a particular player. I and, and that's important to your plot, mm-hmm. Then I would say shift away from that moment, do a flashback, do a resources, do something that requires preparation for it. yeah, and yep. then you're you're perfectly fine. Sidestep that party. maybe they have to prepare themselves for whatever this is, or or they they get you know they have to go through some level of delay mm-hmm. and now the rest of the party has to manage that time of that delay.
0: Uh but yeah, if 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 the, the if it was just putting the spotlight on that missing player um from the standpoint of like it's a fight and that character is the fighter mm-hmm. um then you can you can easily shift gears on mm-hmm. it. You can still run an encounter, but just shift gears a little bit, you yeah. know? Make the encounter less violent if you have less, you know, less combat potential in the group at the time. Mm-hmm. Um make the roles a little easier. They'll still be challenging if the main person for that particular task is not there
1: yep yep uh it's the final scenario of our campaign how should I
0: handle a missing player oh god if it's the final scenario of the campaign you delay that
1: yep any number of the tactics that we've already given you 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 absolutely delay that mm-hmm. um I,
0: f- yeah I would this is this is one I'm I almost might cancel depending 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 on how like set in stone that ending is Mm -hmm. because the the last scene of a campaign to me that's like the crescendo that's the cherry on top that's the grand finale and you bet your bippy i have done a lot of preparation for that Mm -hmm. and so like two hours before game starts you're asking me to now like wing half of it no that's no we're just we're just canceling yeah we will we will finish this some other time it's only one game session I would probably to keep the energy up mm-hmm. and to make people want to still have that.
1: I probably would do like a a rollback or a flashback or something like that that uh that helps g- uh, explain the time delay and things like that within it. I would do something like that okay you know uh if it's you know it's the we're going into the big bad evil's chamber there are ways to manage that you know that you can still. Move your move your timeline and shift things a little bit mm-hmm. so that that person can be there and that uh, that the energy still stays up. Because the last thing you want is a cancel, and now everybody's left on a low, and you have to reschedule. And you have, but if you give them something that keeps their appetite strong for wanting that ending,
0: yeah, I I, I get it. I just I don't I don't think canceling is necessarily a bad thing. Like it's fine, you can cancel. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Well, you I know. mean i I just I don't want anybody walking away from this from this from this episode feeling like you you can't cancel at no, all no, costs you no. must play, just shift something and you have nope. to play no, you don't no, you can cancel you can it's cancel fine.
1: yep as players, let your d m cancel
0: yes, it's not cancel culture <laughs> sometimes your d m secretly is like, oh thank God <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they sometimes. need to be able to do that. Sometimes all right, uh last question, have you previously badly managed a missing player situation now, with your wisdom, how would you have handled it? Oh, I don't have to think about this one for a second um I'm gonna
1: say yes, I have, sure, I'm sure I'm sure we have. I can't recall specifically how bad it went, but I can remember times when I uh, when I had to puppet an NP, uh player, and I know I did it wrong, I handled the situation. The situation got too involved, and that person should have been there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I was it horrific. No, it it kept the game rolling, but I definitely would say that it 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 hurt the situation. I, I
0: I'm pretty sure I ended up in the same situation, um, where I ended up like, oh, I'll just I'll just NPC puppet the character. Because they said it was okay. And even regardless of whether they said it was okay or not, like mm-hmm. I that was just the decision I made and uh the the players all started to lean on that character. Mm-hmm. So it almost became like a DMPC where I was like they they wanted me to resolve my own plot using this other character. And it mm-hmm. was like, come on guys. Like, don't, don't no. make me like, no. there, I think there's, there's like an unspoken agreement that like, if a, if the storyteller needs to puppet a character, you kind of ignore the character as much as you can and solve things on your own yep. and not make them like speak for the character, make major decisions for the character, make that character, the key person of the plot mm-hmm. and make that person resolve all the things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Um, I don't think I handled that very well. Well, we've learned.
1: Yeah, we've learned. It's been a few years. Yeah, to say the least. Lord of Mercy, we've been running games for a long time. God, we have. So funny enough, I can prove it. We've been running games for longer than Matt Mercer. That's what we got over him. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, just by a few years.
0: He, but he's he's right there alongside us, though. No like, number he's... of years.
1: He's definitely within our within our realm. Yeah. But we've been running games for a long damn time. Yeah, we have. many <sighs> damn games.
0: In any case, next week we have a System Spotlight. System Spotlight. We are going back to my wheelhouse here. We are going back to Savage Worlds, and we are talking about Deadlands. Now, is this original Deadlands? Not the original Deadlands. So Deadlands originally was its own game system, and Mm -hmm. then uh, it got picked up by uh, uh, Pinnacle Entertainment. Okay. Yep. And uh when the license was switched over to that, they switched over to uh to Savage Worlds. Hopefully, i been played that way ever since. Um and it's great. Hmm. Frankly, it's just great. So So is gonna... this this is a it's an action setting with horror elements. Uh so it's called the Weird West. Yes. Uh so the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um and so it is uh ostensibly an action horror game. Okay. Um so I think very very much in kind of the same same sort of like a, a world of darkness did some wild west stuff in the, yeah. in the past as yeah. well. Um so kind kind of the same thing where um it's wild west mm-hmm. on the surface right. but Things are a little, you know, the shadows are a little deeper. The nights are a little more dangerous. Sometimes the dead gunslinger that you shot in the middle of the street at high noon
1: mm-hmm.
0: comes back for revenge when the sun sets. Ooh, you ooh, know, ooh. The, uh, the, the the hucksters and the shaman and the, you know, things like that are doing their, their weird magics. And, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a wah, wah, wah. it's a really interesting uh, <laughs> uh, setting, and you don't see Wild West very often.
1: No, and honestly, there are times when I just want to run a one shot Wild West kind of stuff. Oh yeah, like because I I like the idea of one shot mm-hmm. stuff for changing genres and changing feel and stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. just to give people some flavor. Like sometimes you want Doritos, and sometimes you want Ruffles and dip.
0: Yeah, and and that's okay. That is perfectly okay. Mm -hmm. And I think we should be able to do those things. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, you can find us on Twitter at ST underscore Conclave, on Instagram at ST underscore Conclave. Listen to us live every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time on MixLR.com slash Storyteller dash Conclave. And join us up on our Discord. We'd love to hear from you there. Talk to the other great storytellers that are, that are part of our community. Shoot us some questions. We'll answer them here on the air. You can find that link on our Twitter as well as our website, StorytellerConclave.com.
1: We'd like to thank our Patreon members who support us every single month, especially our name members, Knox in the Box, Subjet, Sam, the Arcane Asylum, Sparkle Motion, Veteran, Hulavu, and Sean. We appreciate all your support. Our pre-show music is by Arcane Anthems. You can find them at patreon.com slash arcaneanthems or on Google Music uh, and YouTube now. Uh, Our intro music is Beyond the Warriors by Geefrog, you can find them at Geefrog.pancamp.com or on YouTube Music And our outro music is Only Our Footprints in the Sand by Midair Machine, you can find them at freemusicarchive.org
0: And a big shout out as as always to our families, Vicky and Sean Thank Thank you so much for loving and supporting us All of our friends who have sat at the center tables over these years We give you these great stories to share with you And you, every single one of our listeners, we love you guys so much Love you very much, Good Good night. night.